This week's Pilch Point with Abram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. The best way to protect your privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, it's available for almost all of your devices. And you can get a special price uh, right now by going to pilchpoint.live slash PureVPN. So uh, this week was a bit of a bit of an anniversary week, uh, right, Avery? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I suppose if you look back at any week, you can find anniversaries of different tech products and sure. tech, um, tech brands and tech things. This week we had there's two. A, there's, a, uh, there's a show, I don't know if it's still in production, uh, by one of the tech podcast members that was called This Week in Tech History. Uh, I think is what it was called. And every, or today in tech history, and every day uh, he'd post a new short episode about something that had happened in the past on on that day, which was pretty cool. Anyway. So uh, this week we saw two interesting anniversaries. I'll take the least important, the le- less important one first, which is uh, this was the 10th anniversary of Intel Thunderbolt technology. So Thunderbolt is the connector that you see on a lot of high-end notebooks. Macs use it. Uh, The current generation is Thunderbolt 4, which is almost identical to Thunderbolt 3. But uh, you'll see it on a bunch of of new notebooks. We uh, had on the Tom's Hardware show last week a couple of the lead people from Thunderbolt. Uh, and they interestingly broke a little news saying that the next generation of Thunderbolt will be twice as fast. So right now it does 40 gigabits per second, which allows it to do, I think, 4K 60 hertz to a monitor. Um, if it goes up to 80, then 80 gigabit per second, then it can do faster data transfers. It can do faster video all that stuff. So, um, you know, pretty cool, obviously a fairly, not everybody has Thunderbolt, um, but uh, it's becoming more common on Intel notebooks. Desktops, still not not so easy, not so easy to find. Now, the the really exciting anniversary, um, although we didn't break a lot of news and they didn't break a lot of news this week, uh, is Raspberry Pi. So Raspberry Pi is now nine years old. Uh, the first Raspberry Pi, uh, initial Raspberry Pi was launched on February 29th, 2012. The interesting story that I like to tell my son is that he and the Raspberry Pi are the same age. His birthday is not the 29th. His birthday is actually in April, but uh, he, he and Raspberry Pi are the same age and he's been playing with it a lot. So kind of makes sense. Uh, so we put up uh, some information about some of the things that um, that you should know, that folks who are not super familiar with Raspberry Pi should know. Well, first of all, as as frequent viewers of this show know, I'm constantly surrounded by Raspberry Pi boards. Here's this is a 3A that was just sitting on my table over here. Uh, only because I caught my two-year-old wandering around with it. Um, 
I have a drawer over here full of different Raspberry Pis and different things on them. Here's one that has a as a Braincraft hat. Here's here's one in a rainbow case. Um, and uh, over here I have one that. Uh, my son and I were just playing with a couple hours ago, which has these different, uh, what do you call break? These are called breakout garden boards. So you put up these different boards here that you can attach that are sensors and lights. So this one is like an OLED screen. And this That's one here cool. is, a, is an LED matrix. And this one here is a light sensor. Um, and in a drawer, I have like a color LCD screen one. And I have, one that's a potentiometer, and uh, you pop them in, and then there's code code for them. Um, but the the Raspberry Pi, obviously, this $35 computer has become very important in the world. Uh, there have now been 38 million Raspberry Pis sold through through January, and only 10% uh, of them are in your office. That's right. That's right. I, if you count peak Raspberry Pi Picos, and uh, Raspberry Pi Pico is the new, the newest Raspberry Pi, which is not really, which is not really the same kind of Raspberry Pi because it's a microcontroller. It's not, uh, you know, a Raspberry Pi is a full-fledged Linux computer. You can boot in it. You can attach a monitor, a keyboard. You can browse the web. You can use it as an arcade machine. Uh, you can use it for robots. All kinds of cool stuff. Uh, the Pico, which is four dollars. It's a microcontroller, and so it doesn't really run an operating system. You just, uh, you it's really good for controlling lights and motors and sensors, and you can do video output with it uh, over VGA, strangely, but um, it's not a typical, uh, it's not like a standalone computer, uh, like the regular Raspberry Pi. But if you count the, all those, I easily have more than 30 Raspberry Pis here in my, in my office. So, and the reason why is once you start putting them into projects, you don't want to take it out mm -hmm. when you're working on something else. So like, you know, here's this keyboard I was showing uh, earlier that does, you know, Stream Deck stuff and it's got a Raspberry Pi Pico attached. If I yank this in and out all the time, every time I want to use this, I'm going to break the pins. So, you know, you got to leave, leave it in there. So. There have been 38 million Raspberry Pis of different kinds sold since 2012. The biggest year ever was this past year, uh, 2020, where, where the company sold, sold over 7 million, I think it was 7.8 million Raspberry Pis in 2020. Because I guess, you know, a lot of people... A lot of people were indoors. Uh, they wanted to, this was a good time to do projects. And uh, Raspberry Pi 4 had just come out in 2019, which uh, meant that we're kind of at a new level of performance. Uh, so there have been some, some facts. The original Raspberry Pi target was to only make a thousand Raspberry Pis. So uh, Raspberry Pi was invented by, uh, by founder Evan Upton and first debuted in 2012. And his original goal was to make 
a computer to help Cambridge University, not every university in the world, just Cambridge University in England, get more computer science applications. So he thought if we make a thousand, you know, really inexpensive, hackable, easy, you know, easily hackable, cheap computers for kids so they can play with them and they can become a little bit more tech savvy, we will increase the number of applications that we're getting for the computer science program at Cambridge. You know, we'll go up from having a couple hundred to having a few hundred more. So maybe we can make a thousand of these. And then when people found out uh, about it, that they were going to build a $35 Linux computer, uh, the, the level of attention uh, to it uh, really took off and they turned it into a real nonprofit uh, organization that has now sold 38 million units. And about half of those units actually don't go, you know, haven't been sold to hobbyists. They're going to businesses, industrial clients who are using them for things like clusters, uh, putting them in products, things like that. So it's a very serious computer. There have been 21 models released. The Pico is the most recent, uh, but there actually, I should say there have been at least 21 models, depending on whether you want to count the different amounts of RAM that are available in, in different units, different SKUs as their own model. I wouldn't, but there's like, you know, one, two, four, and eight gigabyte Raspberry Pi fours. So you could count, I would count that as one model, but you could count it as four if you wish. Uh, but counting them all as one, uh, it's 21 different models. The most popular Pi of all time was the Raspberry Pi 3B, which I know I have one lying around here somewhere. And that has sold 13.2 million units. The, uh, I think the reason for that is it was really, I think, where Raspberry Pi started to really hit its stride when that unit, when the 3B came out which was 2016. And then it was included in a lot of kits for people to buy and four hasn't really had time to displace it yet. So 13.2 million units. The most popular Raspberry Pi 4B, which it is available in two, four and eight gigabytes is the middle, the four gigabyte model. There are more than 20 different operating systems for the Raspberry Pi. So a lot of people buy a Raspberry Pi and the first thing that they do is they, you know, if you have a Raspberry Pi, you're gonna put the operating system onto a micro SD card, which you'll plug into it. And then you'll boot up off of that and that's your operating system. And a lot of people will just download the Raspberry Pi OS, which is a form of Linux and really good and really well supported. But there are about two dozen alternatives as well, including uh, Chromium OS, which will allow you to use this like a Chromebook or a Chrome box. Uh, you can get a version of Android. You can install Windows 10 on the Raspberry Pi, uh, although it works, although it's a hack and it works very poorly. So I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, but there are also things like, uh, like Libre Elect, which allows you to uh, easily run the Kodi streaming software, uh, media management software. So 
there's uh, there's just a lot of cool things that you can do with it, including there are some, uh, I wouldn't count these necessarily as their own operating system, but you can get a disk image that will allow you to do things like just set this up as a security camera and and just have it work. Uh, you know, no configuration, special configuration required. Uh, another fact about Raspberry Pi is that there are two Astro Pis in space. They are Raspberry Pi units that are on the International Space Station. And kids can submit, kids and teens can submit their programs. I think it's only open to uh, people in the European Union, uh, but can submit their programs uh, to in a competition to possibly be run on the Astro Pies. They have just sent up new micro SD cards to the International Space Station. So they've gone from 32 to 256 gigabytes, but the Astro Pies are actually Pi, Raspberry Pi B plus models. So they're like, you know, the next up up from the original model. They're they're not the fastest. Um, another another fact is you can still buy um, some of the oldest Pies because they do not uh, like to end of life products at the Raspberry Pi Foundation. They want people to be able to continue to buy the old stuff uh, in case they have to use it as a drop-in alternative in some project they were doing. Granted, I wouldn't recommend anybody buy a Raspberry Pi 1, 2, or 3 unless you had something like a case or something that you had to put it in. Uh, but I'd recommend getting the latest one, the 4, or getting the tiny 0 for small things. Uh, another thing to note is that the price of the Raspberry Pi has actually dropped over the last nine years relative to inflation. So the, the base level main Raspberry Pi right now is the $35 Raspberry Pi 4 with two, with two gigabytes of RAM. That is, it has a quad core processor that runs at 1.5 gigahertz that is 40 times faster than the 700 megahertz processor on the original Raspberry Pi. It has two gigabytes of RAM when the original had 256, uh, mega, 256 megabytes. It has wife 802.11ac Wi-Fi. The original Pi had no Wi-Fi. It has dual HDMI out. It has USB 3 instead of USB 2 ports. And yet it is the same $35. If you were to look at what $35 and $2012 is today, that's $39.88. So you are getting more computer for less money today, more computer for equivalent of less money today. Um, finally, there is a Pi War every year. There is a, a uh, convention, a competition called Pi Wars. It's not like a real war but it is a non-destructive robot competition by non-destructive we mean it's not like battle bots you don't you don't uh destroy your opponent's robot but they have competitions where you uh, that are both autonomous and not autonomous where you either uh, have your pi robot go through an obstacle course or one where you drive it they have a bubble popping you know, a balloon popping thing where uh, you and an opponent have balloons on each other that you can pop, but you can't destroy each other's robot. Uh, and that's called Pi Wars. And 
that uh, the next one will be taking place in July 2021. Uh, so uh, anyway, those are just some quick facts about Raspberry Pi for folks who haven't gotten started with Raspberry Pi yet. I really encourage you to check out our Raspberry Pi getting started guide, our overall Raspberry Pi guide on tomshardware.com. We will help you pick which Raspberry Pi to buy. We will help you get set up. Uh, so you too can have a lot of fun with your family or doing serious stuff like creating security cameras, IOT devices, learning to program, uh, creating a weather station, building a robot. Uh, Raspberry Pi can really do it all. And that's why uh, it is one of the most popular computers in the whole history of technology and why there are so many people who are part of the Raspberry Pi community. Yeah, and it's a it's a super active community. It's uh, I, 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 the, the maker community is always active, but there's there's something special <laughs> inside of the the Raspberry Pi community. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, that's that's something to keep in mind is that like you might say like okay, there's you might read and they're like oh there's something called the banana pie that's coming out, maybe you know. Maybe there's the Beagle board or the NVIDIA Jetson or other things that are coming out that are single board computers that maybe have some technological advantage over the Raspberry Pi. Maybe it, it gives you more ports or maybe the processor is faster or, or whatever. Although right now the, the Pi 4 is pretty good, you know, pretty good speed. But the thing is, it's the, the support. The support really matters because... If you want a program to do something, if you want an accessory that does something, you will find it because someone else has probably already done it. Whereas, you know, go out and try and find find a lot of support for, say, the NVIDIA Jetson Nano, or uh, go out and find something for the ASUS Tinkerboard. I mean, there are people who are into those, sure, but. There are not millions and millions of people. There's not a constant flow of innovation going on like this. Right. Uh, there just there just isn't it. Um, the Reddit community for Raspberry Pi is 2.3 million users. That's just the Reddit community, right? Yeah, it's and and you know we've we've used them a lot uh, at at Amrock. There's there's just so much you can do with it, and they're so inexpensive. <laughs> it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to ignore. Yeah, I mean, it's the pro. It's like all different projects, and you know, lately my son and who's eight, who's really good with these, uh, you know, simple enough for an eight year old, advanced enough for an eighty year old, uh, <laughs> advanced enough for an IT manager of any age. So. Uh, you know, we've done projects ranging from building a controller that can remote control a remote control a Nintendo Switch over the internet to building to using it for like you know with cameras to using it with you know with sensors to building just a crazy amount of different robots with them uh, robots that can do image recognition using it as a smart speaker. Uh, the the sky is really the limit for sure and you know 
the 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 fact that that you have gotten and and by you I mean the more the royal you the Tom's hardware uh, community has gotten so behind it uh, has really helped uh, make it a little more mainstream not just not just the maker community but you've brought it brought it uh, uh, a, a I wouldn't take any I wouldn't take any credit for anything the all I can say is that I personally really have have been into it and enjoyed it a great deal. So when I became editor-in-chief of Tom's Hardware, I decided that it was going, a topic that enthus- knowing it as a topic enthusiast like, I said, hey, this is a topic that we should really put uh, effort into. And we put effort into it. And people, com- you know, we do get some people coming to us for that. But there's a lot of other great resources on Raspberry Pi, too. It is a tremendous community and and we're just a really small part of it. So not even a big part of it, but it's, but, but it's um, good to be part of but it. it. The, the, the more, yeah, it's, the more it's, faces, it's, uh, you know, more public it's, faces, it's the more possible it's exposure. It's good to be part of it. I do uh, for folks, I think I've mentioned this before, but on Tuesdays at 2.30 PM Eastern, I do a weekly show called the, called the Tom Tarver podcast, uh, where we have different people from the Raspberry Pi community come on and talk. So, it's uh, it's fun. For sure. And like you said, there's lots of resources on Tom's Hardware. And uh, like I said at the top of the show, there's an article that I saw earlier that I cannot wait to read myself about the, uh, the Stream Deck kind of thing. So <laughs> uh, as always, uh, I, pre- I always appreciate the topics that that you bring and I always look forward to what we're talking about next. <laughs>